Today, I'm going to tell you an incredible story. It's the story of Joseph Aaron, whose name is in no history books, but that of God's. Joseph was tortured, abandoned, and rejected as a child during the Holocaust, and yet the love of God chased this man down. This is a riveting, heartbreaking, and yet triumphant story that you don't want to miss. This is Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network in our Bible study entitled, No More Ordinary. No More Ordinary is a challenge. It's a challenge to live well in spite of your circumstances. And hey, people have done it since the beginning of history. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of a man by the name of Joseph Aaron, who in spite of wretched circumstances, in spite of truly tragic conditions, learned how to live an abundant life. He embraced the joy of the presence of of God in spite of circumstances. Now, I want to warn you, this is going to be a difficult story to listen to. So tragic is it in the telling. But if you can hang in there, if you can listen to the end, I believe that the story of the life of Joseph Aaron may change you forever. Joseph Aaron was the youngest of 11 children born to a German Jewish rabbi and his three wives. Two of his wives died before Joseph Aaron's birth. Joseph was only four years old when his father moved to Holland, leaving his biological mother to care for 10 siblings and Joseph. Joseph had a sister, Rachel, and Joseph and his sister, Rachel, were taken away from their mother and siblings when they were nine years old and six years old, respectively. They were taken to a children's home where about a hundred other children lived. The rest of Joseph's family was taken to a concentration camp, and later in life, Joseph and Rachel discovered that their mother and nine other siblings were taken to Auschwitz and immediately killed in the gas chambers there. Joseph remembers that he and Rachel were able to stay together until one day they came and separated the boys from the girls. Joseph remembers, even as a child, being in a train station and hearing the whistles and the commotion all around them and holding his sister's hand until they were pulled apart by Nazi soldiers who forced them into two different trains. Joseph was taken to a camp where he was forced to clean railways in the beating sun from 5 a.m. until 10 p.m. every day. It was the most difficult labor that anyone could ever imagine, much less for a small child. Joseph's seventh birthday came and passed. The young boys were often given no food or water except for a sip of soup every night. One time, Joseph eyed a small rotten potato on the ground and he picked it up to take a bite and a German soldier yanked him up and said, do not steal from the German people. You're a thief and I could kill you immediately, but it's not time for you to die. The soldier took a hammer from his belt and smashed Joseph's two 
big toenails, followed by the ripping off of his other toenails. The blood flowing caused Joseph to vomit, but the soldier threw him back under the railway to work. Joseph remained in the railway camp for two and a half more years. And one morning when he was nine, he woke up and was dragged outside of his barracks with about a hundred other little boys. They all had to remain in a straight line, completely erect, lest they wished to be shot dead on the spot. As they were being thrown into a line of military vehicles, a soldier pulled Joseph out of line with about nine other boys. The soldier forced them into a separate line and he said, all the other children are being taken to Auschwitz. However, it's not time for you to die. The other nine Boys and Joseph were taken to a separate holding area. There they were chained at their hands and feet and lying on the ground face up. They remained there nearly immobile for two and a half years. And if you can believe it, these little boys were raped by the soldiers nearly every day for two and a half years, soldier after soldier. Joseph stayed there until he was 12 years old. Finally, one day, the soldiers came and they were drunken and they unchained the boys from the ground. They took their, the boys' bruised, nearly unconscious bodies and, and threw them into a pile. Singing and shouting, the soldiers smashed their rum bottles into thousands of glassy pieces and they jammed the shards of glass into the skin of these tortured little boys. Joseph remembers that they were left there unattended, bleeding to death. But after three days, the British soldiers arrived. Only three of the little boys were still living at this point. And and the British soldiers gingerly picked them up in their arms and held their bodies lovingly and took them to the hospital. The soldiers stayed with them until they arrived at the hospital in Switzerland for treatment. And it took Joseph a full year to recover physically. After Joseph recovered, he was taken to a children's home in Holland. And a few years later, a lady came for him saying that she had found his sister, Rachel, who was living with a family in Holland. Joseph had been so traumatized by his treatment that he barely remembered that he even had a sister. When he arrived at the train station, Rachel just kept saying, Joseph, Joseph, it's me, Rachel. But it took Joseph nearly a month of spending time with her before he could really believe that they had been reunited. After a few months, the Holland officials decided that it was time to send these refugees to Germany. So Rachel and Joseph were shipped to Israel. In Israel, they were each given 10 pounds and they were told to find a way to make a living. Well, Joseph didn't know how to read or write. Not only that, he was so traumatized from torture that he really was unable to think. Rachel and Joseph lived on a park bench for many months, eating out of the trash and bathing in nearby ponds. One day, an elderly gentleman 
took Joseph and Rachel home with him to shower to have a bath. He then fed them and allowed them to get a good night's sleep, and he gave them new clothes. The next day, he took them to a restaurant owned by one of his friends to see if he could help them find employment. Well, the owner took one look at Joseph and said, no, I can't use him. How could I use this boy? He can't even read or write. When the gentleman who had shown them kindness was begging this owner for a job, Joseph went out of the street and got on his knees and begged Yeshua to help him. In an instant, a miracle happened to Joseph. Joseph went into the owner, and when the owner looked at him the second time, he said, you look different. I believe I can hire you. See, a miracle had happened to Joseph. This is a true story. The miracle that happened to Joseph was a miracle of knowledge. Joseph could instantly and miraculously read and write in German, Dutch, Hebrew, French, and English. Joseph said that through all the years of his tortured life, he knew that Yeshua was with him, that Yeshua was taking care of him, that Yeshua was protecting him. Joseph said he knew that Yeshua was with him all along. Joseph said that in spite of the torture, he believed in Yeshua since he was a young boy. Joseph said in his journal, I always felt his presence and heard whispers of his name, even in the concentration camps. He gave his life for me, and now I give my life for him. How do I know the story? How do I know the story of Joseph Aaron? Well, it's because my daughter Joy was on a missions team that traveled to Jerusalem, and she had the extreme pleasure of meeting Joseph Aaron. And now I'll continue the story in her words. Our rickety van drove up a winding road to a remote building far away from civilization. The apartment building looked as though it was transported directly from the most dangerous part of the Bronx to this Israel mountain in no man's land. Shingles were falling off the building. A few of us tripped over the garbage cluttering the parking lot. Our contact led the way to Joseph's apartment. She knocked on his door while we waited around the corner. After she announced our arrival, we were allowed to enter into his shabby three-room apartment. He welcomed our team of eight with literally open arms. As each one of us passed through the open door, he greeted us with kisses on our cheeks. Waiting for us in his tidy living room was a feast spread for an army. Homemade breads and cakes and fruit and coffee were set out for our pleasure. Joseph had earned a life for himself and for Rachel. He has now lived in Jerusalem for 62 years. He only lives 15 minutes away from Rachel, who is still alive. Joseph Aaron said that he remembers the moment that Yeshua asked him to forgive the German people. And he told us as young believers that he holds no bitterness in his heart. The countenance of Joseph Aaron is one of peace and forgiveness. I want to tell you today, regardless of what you're going through, there is a God in heaven whose love is chasing you down today. 
Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.